0: Fix the convince. Welcome to the Fix the Convents podcast. Here's your host, New Spark Founder Paul Mosenson.
1: Hey, out there! Welcome to my podcast. So today I have a guest, and uh, today's guest is going to cover the three-letter, three-word phrase that we all think we're doing correctly. It's called search engine optimization. And my guest today is Donna Duncan. Hi, Donna. Hi, Paul. Everybody else, hi. <laughs> Donna is a long-time, highly regarded SEO consultant in the country, and she's a strategic alliance of mine at NewSpark, my company. Her firm is bseenontop.com. That's letter B-seenontop.com. Now, she's based in the Philly area. Her thought, liter- thought leadership on SEO has been published in online trade journals like business to community social media today among others and we're gonna have a little q a on exactly what this seo is that's been around for i guess since the internet started right (laughs) but um you know just try to understand what it is and what it means and why you need it and all those kinds of crazy things so what i wanted to do was um donna um Thanks for joining me today again. Sure, it's a pleasure to be here. Sure. Tell me about um, search engine optimization and um, why companies need it in your view. Mm.
0: Um, Well, I think companies need search engine optimization because. Everybody's on the internet today. I'm, I'm, I'm going to spout out some t- statistics here, like 89% of buyers begin their shopping experience on a search engine, according to Fleshman, Hillard, and Harris. That was a study done in 2002. There's more than 2 trillion searches a year that Google that Google handles. Um,
1: well, there's lots of stats and everything, but I think the big picture is we know people use Google to search, right? And yeah, and the
0: bottom line is if if you're not in the internet and showing up on the first page, your competitors are, and they're going to get the the business.
1: Yeah, provided so, they're uh, provided they have good SEO too, right? So, but I guess the point. Somebody.
0: Yeah. Somebody's going to rise to the top, and the person that's doing the best job is going to be that one. Uh, but the point is everybody's searching today. And if you don't have any kind of online visibility, then you're going to be invisible.
1: Oh, well, that sounds good. Um, without the invisibility, (laughs) you're going to be invisible. I like that. So remember that phrase, (laughs) but anyway, um, but this is serious stuff, right? Because, you know, to be on Google's first page, you really have three choices. You're, I mean, if you sell products online, I get it. You can do Google Shopping and maybe nothing else. But most companies are not e-commerce. They sell products or services. And, and so then it goes to um, the buyer, right, who uh, has a trigger event their company, and they need something. You know, wh- whether it's a company or a consumer product, right? It's, it's all about I need something. You know, I need to look something up. I need to learn. I need to find a solution to my need. Right, Donna? And, yeah. And and so, like, if you're uh, – so there's two kinds of clickers, right? You can either – and Google knows this. Let's click on an ad. It's the easy way out um, if you're not on the first page. But normally, I would think that organic listing is, you know, ideal. Um, I mean, tell me more about that. Like the the quality of a, an organic click in your history.
0: Well, there's really there's a bunch of different types of search results. When you type something into Google, you'll see all the advertisements at the top, and sometimes at the bottom. There's usually four up at the top now, which takes up a big chunk of your screen, especially if you're on a mobile device. And then if it's perceived as being a local query with local intent. So for example, if you say, um, show me a marketing company near me, or show me a marketing company in Philadelphia, then Google's going to show you a map with little pins on it and show you those types of results. That's a type of SEO called local SEO. And then below the advertisements and the local map results, um, sometimes you see shopping results, Below that, there are those 10 blue links that everybody sees, and that's what we call the organic. They're free in that you don't have to pay for every time somebody clicks on them, which you do do with um, the advertisements up at the top. But the way that you get to become one of those 10 blue links on the first page of Google search results is... uh, organic SEO and it's a lot of work a lot of people think that there's just a switch you can flip on the back of your website and you'll magically show up on top but that's not the way it works and when you think about it there's there's thousands sometimes hundreds of thousands and sometimes millions of businesses all competing to rank on the first page of Google so if it was just a switch we'd all be flipping the switch (laughs) There's only 10 spots and really the bottom line the, the way that you get up there is, is hard work.
1: It's hard work. Yeah. Um, Google impo- says that, they, go, go ahead, Paul. How important is that first page? I mean, you know, versus second or third page, I know don't get as many clicks, but I know it's competitive. Um, do you, can you settle well, on second that- or third or do you really have to focus on the first? What are your thoughts?
0: You really have to focus on the first page. 71% of people are going to click on a first page search result. The, the remainder, there's a small bunch that will go on to page two, and they'll tend to click one of the top three results on page two, but more often than that, if people don't see what they're looking for on page one, it doesn't grab their interest what they'll do is they'll modify their query. So instead of typing marketing company near me or a marketing company in Philadelphia, maybe they'll type a digital marketing firm near me or a marketing firm that specializes in small businesses near me. So it's important to be on the first page um, for that reason. That's where all the clicking happens.
1: Well, it's of course the majority. now you're talked about like local versus national product, which, you know, many of our listeners are also national companies and that's a different kind of SEO of course, because now you're trying to rank on a product or service that may have a lot of competitors. And, you know, for example, let's just just use like, for example, like accounting software. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so, that could be very competitive, and I have a unique accounting software. And you know, I think, like, what we when we work together on these things, typically it's trying to find those niches, isn't it? That may have some traffic, but it's more quality and focus versus something general. What are your thoughts?
0: I, I agree with you exactly on that, um, th- and that's the key to being successful in business, period, never mind just SEO. There's a ton of competition. People have a lot of options, especially with the internet nowadays. They, nowadays, they can just pull out their phone that's right with them all the time and do a search and see millions of options. So you have to differentiate yourself. You have to be very clear on why somebody should pick you, why they should click on your search result and learn more about you, and then once they're there, why they should consider picking up the phone to call you. So you have to be very, very clearly differentiated. And then you you have to have a good reputation online and offline because it, it's going to be reflected in things like Google reviews and your rankings, the, the things that Google looks at to decide who to rank on top. Google wants to rank only the very best businesses for a query on top because they want people to come back and keep using their their search so that they make advertising revenue
1: yeah well yeah i mean there's another factor here right which is like company listings and aggregators like and you know this which is actually is another challenge right when you're searching for say accounting software we'll keep using that and Uh you may not be on the first page but maybe you're on like um, G2 or other kinds of websites that review software right and because they have all this yeah. content they're on the first page too it's sort of like backward SEO right well I can't get on the first or second page but theoretically you could be on the first page but you're in a directory and that's why it's important to forget directories what I mean do you agree
0: um, yeah, directories are important for that reason as well. They're they're um, very, very, very helpful when it comes to um, local SEO. But it it ties in with my point earlier about your online reputation having to be good. If somebody types in something like accounting software, they're at the initial stages of their search and they really just want to identify options that they can go back later and delve into more detail. So often when they're typing a query like accounting software, Google interprets that short query as someone wanting to know what are my options. So if you look at the search results, you'll see that often what Google displays is these, these companies that review accounting software and lists of who makes accounting software.
1: Right. You know, it goes back to this whole thing about a strategy, right, of keywords. You know, I mean, we could say, hey, you know, accounting software is very competitive, being these directories, but what if you niche it? You might say, just for sake of conversation here, you know, based on research we do, that accounting software for small business, accounting software for law firms, or if you're really low priced, you might use cheap accounting software, you know, things like that, right? It's, it's basically keyword refinement.
0: And back to your strategy starts with differentiating yourself and being the very best that you can be. So if you sell accounting software, how do you differentiate yourself from all the other companies that sell accounting software? What's special about your business and your software? Do you provide exemplary service? Do you target a specific niche? Do you have features and functionality that your competitors don't have? Are you coming out with new releases on a fairly regular basis? Is it highly secure? Does it integrate with all banks? and so on. What makes you different? What makes you stand out? And then back to the keywords, people who are searching for accounting software that has all those special things that you have, exemplary service, uh, great features and functionality, they target the legal market, then those people are gonna be more likely to wanna click and buy from you because, because, because you've risen to the top because you meet their needs.
1: More yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're getting into um, you know for another day, like website and conversion optimization. Because, and that's the thing when we talk about like what I do is new spark and what we do together is we you know we take a like a big picture here, right? It's it's you know there's a strategy to increase your ranking to get more organic clicks, and we know those people are likely, you know, qualified because they're clicking for a reason and you want to answer their questions. That's what a search engine is. Um, Mm -hmm. But then you get involved with, okay, once they're at the website, now what do you do? You got them there in the first place. Because that's really the big thing, right? That's part of the analysis is um, not just being ranked on keywords. Are they the right keywords? And are those keywords converting and, um, yeah, you know, there's plenty of times where you might get ranked for some reason on certain phrases, and you know, you show the client, "Look, we're ranked here, yeah, but what's the conversions on these? You know, are they the right keywords? You know, so that's where the strategy comes in, right? And the analysis.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. The strategies you have to have a strategy. That's the starting point. Um, and if you're starting lower down, then. Uh, then something's wrong. And the strategy should start with what's the company's goals, not only what differentiates you uh, and makes you stand out from the competition and what are you doing to have the highest quality possible, but what's your goals? If your goal is just to get people to come and visit your website so you gain more exposure, more brand exposure, the approach that you take to SEO might be different than if you're trying to sell a widget. Right, for sure. Yeah, so you got to take uh, uh, to your point uh, a holistic view of it, and uh, what else can be done? Sometimes SEO isn't the answer. Sometimes it's paid ads.
1: Boy, she's Sorry. a salesperson, isn't she? Well, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you never. Well, that's the point: is if certain keywords that you um, offer. Are very competitive and may take a while. If, if if you may never get on first or second page, especially if you're a newer company. Yeah, I mean, paid is the answer there. Um, but generally speaking, if you're a C-level, you know, executive and your your team is hiring an SEO company, and so I mean, there are a lot of questions, especially when you get the bill every month. Is um, what are you guys doing? So. Like, just generally speaking, is what's a typical SEO um, suite of services, basically, that you're doing every month?
0: Well, I go back to what it takes to be successful at SEO. And there's really three broad groupings of things that you have to do well, starting with you have to have a, a well-structured and built website, so that Google can find you, and uh, Google can understand what it is that you're marketing and and selling. So that's that's called technical SEO. It's how your website is structured and built.
1: And sitespeed. Then you
0: have to. Have, pardon me. And, and site site speed, speed, Yes.
1: Yeah, for sure, especially Absolutely mobile.
0: Important. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's between 30 and 50% of people are using mobile phones all the time. And if your website just takes too long to show up, they're going to hit the back button. You won't have any opportunity to try to let them get to know, like, and trust you at all. So your site has to be well-designed, structured, built. And number two, you have to have the best quality possible. And what do I mean by best? It means it's got to answer the queries that people are searching for. You got to give them the information that you need. It's got to be easy to skim. It's got to be uh, well-researched and cited. It's It's got to be accurate. It's got to be up-to-date. It's got to have really good visuals and charts to facilitate understanding. Um, and then the third thing is there's got to be external um indications that's not the right word i can't think of the right word Uh, to to say to google that uh, your other people in the industry think this is good content that this is accurate and useful content and those indications generally are mentions of your brand online and other websites linking to you so What should your SEO company be doing for you? They should be starting with uh, an assessment of the health of your website with regard to those three groupings of ranking factors. Then looking at your goals and what differentiates you and who are your competitors and how strong are they? and discovering gaps and opportunities and closing those gaps so coming up with a plan that says this is the approach that we're going to take in the first few months we're generally doing that assessment and coming up with the approach and plan and then after that we're implementing it and we're measuring results because google's a, because seo it's it's not all black and white the the ranking rules that google uses are not Published, they publish guidelines but they don't publish rules and the rules change as much as nine times a day. So it, it's not uh, black and white, if you do X, Y will happen, it's very unpredictable so you have to d- follow best practices, um, do what you think is best, implement it and
1: measure and then adjust. adjust. Yeah, you do, I mean I always, read, and- yeah. I agree. I'm always reading about algorithm changes, and and when you look at that, you have to say, is this going to affect my clients, and uh, is there anything I can do to circumvent those changes or be proactive with it or reactive when you have to, right?
0: Yes, and the best thing to do is to familiarize yourself with Google's guidelines so that you're following the quote rules and then follow SEO best practices. And if you do that, generally, you will be shielded from these fluctuations in the ranking algorithm, generally. I say generally because that's not 100% true. Sometimes you will take a hit and then you'll have to take a, a look and see if there's something that you can do better. But if you've been following Google's guidelines and best practices, Usually the answer is to just sit back, be patient, and wait. And the next time they do an upgrade, uh, it's very likely that you'll recover. Mm-hmm.
1: Content is a big part of uh, SEO, and uh, not just on-site keywords and things like that. And I'm, you know, but I'm, and I'm sure, you know, we've always had to do this. Is hey, you got a nice website there. Guess what? We have to redo some content and some organization for SEO purposes because sometimes that happens, right? And you have to, you know, do some changes. And that's just part of the process, really, um, if you do want to be ranked on those keywords. But, you know, well, I, about, you're, you're continuously monitoring whether you're
0: making any progress. And one of the things that you can do is you can look at your content and and determine is it attracting visitors to your website when visitors view that content? Are they leaving right away or are they hanging around for a while? And are they visiting other pages while they're there? And ultimately do they pick up the phone or fill out a form to get in touch with you? So part of that ongoing maintenance and monitoring is looking at your content and how well it is performing
1: there's a lot of um back and forth and i know from clients about blogging and current blogs and how frequent you know, and and do i even need it and especially in manufacturing or other industries that um may not have a lot of content or or even um they might say we don't get any readers and we're doing it on social but you know sometimes it's not about the readers it's still about seo right
0: hmm um, well, I well it was the question really how much content should you be producing, whether you should be blogging?
1: Well, generally speaking, the importance of a blog on any website or really changeable content you know when people question the value of a blog and you're doing s e o just wanted to comment on you know that, that
0: it's it, it's valuable for for two reasons. People search using words, right? And uh, if your website has 10 pages and a total of 20,000 words, uh, there's limited things you're going to be found for. If you're blogging on a fairly regu- regular basis and producing more and more content, then there's more opportunities for you to be found when people are searching because you might be writing about the topic that they're curious about so uh, um, that's that's one reason why you should be blogging and the the other reason is people visit your website and, and very few are going to reach out to you after one visit to your website they want to get to know you they want to figure out if you're reputable if you're able to deliver on your promises and what should they expect and the way that they do that is they visit and revisit your website and they look at your content and they try to get to know you try to like you and try to trust you enough that they pick up the phone well and make first call well whatever the, yeah
1: no i agree and um you know i was just gonna say um just getting through is um it's trust it's trust that we know stuff, your company knows stuff, they have an interesting spin on stuff they um because you know the other thing I wanted to mention, Donna, if you don't mind, <laughs> is um if you're doing a newsletter, I mean this is not really an SEO thing, but if you're doing you know customer loyalty newsletters and or even lead nurturing emails, guess where the content comes from blogs, so it's another execution why you need a blog.
0: Your blog content that way, so your investment in the blog, uh, you get a, a better payback on it.
1: Yep, yep. I mean, I say just yep. just a couple more questions, and then um, we'll be done for this uh, podcast. Is um, no, I don't want to get too much in the weeds, but you know, when if anybody out there Google something, right, and they have see uh, a a title of the of the organic listing and the description under it um i always told people that the description under it they call it snippet or meta description or however you want to name it it's it's the two line written um summary of the title of the of the page that's not really an seo ranking factor but it's a click factor and yeah and and so i tell people this is marketing you know Donna and her team and and SEO people all over their job is to take these keywords that you want to rank for and do the best they can to um, to generate that quality organic traffic to your site. But they're if they are you're getting rank reports, but you need to get click reports, and what makes people click is a compelling message. So it's kind of you know. SEO is a hybrid of marketing and, and operations and whatever you want to call it. But, you know, this is marketing and you got to make people click. Um,
0: yeah, I guess two comments. Yeah, SEO is, is a form of marketing, but uh, SEOs generally shouldn't be working by themselves in a cubicle. Um, you know your business uh, and your marketing company should know your business. Uh But the best way to get good results is to work collaboratively with your SEO company so that you can craft those compelling messages. What shows up in search results are those blue underline links, which are called title tags, and as Paul said, the snippet or meta description below that, and the, the good news is you have control over what, what you want to show in there, now, Google sometimes replaces it with something that it picks itself, but you can say to Google, "This is what I want to show up in there." Uh, and th- to get those clicks, as Paul mentioned, it, it shouldn't just it shouldn't just be some bland description that shows up in that snippet. It should be something that's compelling in order to incent those clicks. And as Paul also mentioned, the description is not a ranking factor. It's really just that encouragement to click.
1: Yep. Uh, One final question. I mean, there's categories of, we mentioned about the tasks of SEO and things like that, and people talk about ranking factors. In your view, you know, whether it's guest blogging, link building, citations, you know, it changes all the time, but what do you feel is like most important ranking factors or are they all or at least the top three, you know, that kind of thing that we should be focusing on.
0: Mm. Well, the top three are the three groupings of uh, ranking factors that I mentioned for organic. They are making sure that you have a well designed, structured and built website. Right. They're ensuring that you have, top quality content better than any of your competitors, that answers the questions that people are seeking, seeking answers to, uh, and number three, that it's so good that it earns mentions in the online world from reputable companies. If you can get a, a link from Wikipedia and if you are um, you mentioned an accountant, the U.S. accounting, whoever keeps track of all the accountants and, and licenses them, if you can get a mention there, that will help boost your rankings tremendously. So as a business owner, there there's some things that you can help your SEO company with, and one of those things is, like doing online speaking engagements, uh, getting your name out there, being visible, and building a reputation as, as having top-notch quality and services, and as being someone that is an expert in their field.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a little bit of like influencer marketing. I mean, there's a lot of journals. Let's keep the accounting theme on for a second. Let's just say it's CPA Journal. Well, you can read their articles and see if there's guest contributors and we can certainly we've done at Newspark is pitch you know these publications with good thought leadership, you know even if we ghost write it but they they all have to include like a link <laughs> right back to the client and then sometimes these freelance writers um, write about say f- the financial services as a general you know freelance writer and if you deal with those people and you have a relationship, they can talk about, here's, a, here's what to look for in accounting software, it could be a really good article and includes a link to um, your client. So that's all even you know, part of it, right, is um, you know, that kind it, of SEO, is- guest blogging and things like that.
0: Yeah, and the key to that, both to getting your pitch accepted to write a guest post and for it to earn the the mentions and the lengths that you need to boost your rankings is to make sure again that it's top quality the, prop, the, the the thing i see so many people doing is they're blogging and blogging and blogging they're just pushing out tons of articles and they're just very blah they're fluff it's got to be substantive useful um, backed up by solid evidence and citing that evidence, well-written. Uh, don't don't take it lightly. Do the best that you can. And if you have to hire ghostwriters to do that, then hire ghostwriters. They'll need to tap into your brain to, to get the information that they need to get across, but it's got to be top quality.
1: For sure. Well, this is a good conversation. Um, it, it's good to, we got a little bit in the weeds, but also big picture stuff, which was um, important to the audience to really understand what this SEO is. We've heard about it, we know about it, they've been around, but really understanding what, um, what we do every month um, to make sure we're getting enough quality organic traffic and conversions um, without having to pay for those clicks um but anyway um lot of good stuff and you you know yeah
0: if you have questions you can always reach out to paul and and ask you'll be more than happy to help you
1: i did not pay donna to do that um she did that on (laughs) her own but i appreciate it so um all right well thanks for joining me donna and um and we'll um stay tuned uh, for another podcast coming up soon in the meantime um Thanks for uh, subscribing and listening. And uh, if you need us, uh, feel free to ask us questions and find us on the internet. New Smart Consulting. Um, Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for
0: listening. Subscribe to get more marketing optimization insights. Fix the convince.